1: It's Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with amazing physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, wages a never-ending battle for truth and justice. Today, Superman and his guise of Clark Kent is with police inspector Henderson when the unseen menace... Strikes
0: again. Great Scott, Inspector. It's happening to you now. What do you mean, Jet? The mysterious orange circle. It's taking shape on your forehead.
2: Gang, did you know that there is a giant eye which gazes up into the heavens and sees there, who knows, maybe the secret of life itself? Yes, that's right. This giant eye is the new Hale Telescope, largest on Earth. It was designed and built to enable man to peer into the heavens and there to see and examine the most distant parts of the universe. Like all other wonderful things, it didn't happen fast. It took 13 years to make this miraculous telescope, whose reflecting mirror, 200 inches wide, is a scientific and engineering achievement. Now, this window to the stars may one day show us the outposts of time and space, the mysteries of world and man, planets and suns that we know nothing about may soon become known and understood by all of us. Yes, we know we live in a universe whose boundaries go even beyond our imagination, and now this new telescope may bring us closer to those boundaries for the ultimate benefit of all mankind. Now, think for a second, gang. Can you see how, against this majestic and awesome background of time and space, the bickering and squabbling of people and nations becomes not only stupid but ridiculous? For one look through the Hale telescope shows us very clearly that we are only one tiny part of a great universe, And our troubles and hatreds thereupon become so unimportant by comparison that we should be laughed at for making so much of them. So, instead of spending our energies, our very lives making wars and fighting our neighbors, let's all try to spend our energies finding out more about the fascinating world we live in and how we can do a better job of living in it. Don't you think so?
1: And now... The Adventures of Superman! A strange unknown menace, which first marks its victims with an orange circle on the forehead and then causes them to lose consciousness, has struck out of the dark at a Metropolis police detective captain, a millionaire banker, his wife, and their butler, and finally a criminal dealer in stolen property. Superman, who masquerades as reporter Clark Kent, is convinced that certain large and unusual diamonds, which were smuggled into Metropolis by an ex-convict called the Count, are responsible for the mysterious malady. In Banker Patton's dark garden, Kent was explaining his theory to police inspector Henderson when Henderson suddenly complained of feeling dizzy. Kent looked at him, then cried
0: out, Great Scott, Inspector! An orange circle is coming out on your forehead!
1: Seizing the day of Henderson Kent dragged him into the library of Banker Patton's home. Now, a few minutes later, Henderson sits up on the couch where Kent had placed him and looks around.
0: Hey, feeling better now, Inspector? Yeah, I guess so, Kent. What Lord, happened? Good, I must have gotten your way in time. The orange circle is gone from your forehead. From my forehead? So an orange circle starting to take shape on your forehead and realized you were coming under the power of the Count's diamond, so I grabbed you and dragged you into the house. Now, wait, Kent. I? just in time. Wait, I... I said. What diamond are you talking about? The one that Baldy Critchell, the fence, tried to sell to Mr. Patton this evening. It was in Critchell's pocket when we found him in the garden. Yeah, but what makes you think the diamond has anything to do with what happened? Well, I'm sure it did. Ah, nonsense. There's something screwy going on, and I think Critchell knows the answer. I want to have a talk with him. Uh-uh. No can do, Inspector. What? Don't tell me you let him get away, Kent. No, he couldn't get away. He was unconscious. Well, then where is he? Upstairs in a bedroom where Dr. Hale is trying to bring him to. Oh. He's having a tough time. Seems as if Critchell had the diamond on him for a long time and had had a chance to work on him, but good. Will you stop with that nonsense? Who ever heard of a diamond making people lose consciousness and making orange circles appear on their foreheads? I realize it sounds fantastic, and but... Fantastic, it's ridiculous, cock Oh, look... Uh, I-, I thought you had more sense, Kent. Oh. Then what caused you to get the mark on your forehead and start to pass out in the garden just a few minutes ago? Oh, I, well, I don't know. Well, but. I do know. It was a diamond in Critchell's pocket. You were within a few inches of it. And you were too, wise guy. Huh? So, if it was the diamond, why didn't you pass out, too, and get the mark on your forehead? Oh, well, uh, uh, I... I uh... No, no, you can't answer that, can oh, you? Well, it just... Oh, there goes your theory out of the window. Not at all. It just happens that I'm, uh, well, I'm, Im-, 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 I'm immune to a lot of things. Ah, I still think Critchell can give us the answer to what's going on. Come on. Now go upstairs and see if the doc brought him to you. How about uh, Critchell, Dr. Hale? Can he talk yet? No, Inspector. He's in a very critical condition. Uh-oh. What's wrong with him? Well, frankly, I don't know. You don't? No, I've never seen anything like this before. Look, Doctor. That uh, that orange circle on Critchell's forehead. Any uh, ideas about that? Well, at first, I thought it was a burn. But now I'm not so sure. Mm. Uh, tell me, uh, do you think Critchell will pull through? I can't say, Inspector. I think he should be removed to a hospital where they'll be better able to diagnose his ailment. Okay, okay. Send him to the Metropolis Hospital. Very well. I'll report to you later. Well, this is a fine kettle of fish, Kent. I was hoping Baldy Critchell could give us the answer to all this screwy stuff. I don't think he knows, Inspector. You must.
3: There
0: was nothing wrong with Mr. and Mrs. Patton and their butler till he showed up. So I figure he did something to them, But Mr. Patton says Critchell did not touch them. Well, he, uh, he might have used, uh, a, a gas. Oh, fine, fine. Would he have used it on himself, too? Mm, no, no, but he might have been caught by the stuff. Oh, but you know. Do you believe the Count used the secret gas, too, and without Donovan being aware of it? Well, it doesn't seem very likely, oh, but... Likely. It's silly and you know it. Okay, okay, wise guy. What is the answer, then? The diamonds, of course. They may give off some sort of ray. I look, Kent... Don't start that nonsense it's again. It's the only possible explanation, and I can prove it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. How? I've got the diamond Critchell had right here in my pocket. Hey! Oh, don't jump, Inspector. It's safely wrapped up in lead foil now. Oh. We'll take it up to Dr. Millison, the famous scientist, you know, and have him look it over. And if I'm wrong, I... I... Well, I'll eat the diamond. You've got yourself a bet, Kent. Let's go.
3: Now.
0: Keep back behind this shield, Inspector. Mm-hmm. If Kent is right and the diamond does contain some dangerous agent, you'll be safe here. Uh, I'm convinced Kent is dead wrong, Dr. Millerson, And I'm just as convinced I'm right. Well, I'm inclined to side with Inspector Henderson, but mm. uh, we'll soon find out. Now, uh, keep your eyes on those two coils on either side of the diamond. I'm going to turn on the current now. Well, I don't see anything happening. Well, the coils have to heat up first. Oh. Uh, That's a most amazing diamond. What interests me are those fragments of stone or or metal clinging to it. I've never seen anything like it. Oh, neither have I. Ah, but it's crazy to think it... Watch those flashes jumping out of the diamond. Great Caesar. Why, that means there is some active agent in the diamond. There There is. is. I knew it. I knew it. The magnetic coils have attracted it and set up a contact, you see. Boy, this is amazing. Well, be... What is the uh, uh, agent in the diamond, Dr. Millicent? Well, I don't know, Ken, but I... Great heavens! What? What is it, Dr. Millicent? Do you gentlemen hear that clicking sound? Yes. yes. Well, what about it? That's a Geiger counter. A Geiger counter? Doctor, do you mean... I mean that diamond is radioactive, Ken. Radioactive? I... Yes, highly and very dangerously radioactive. Well, I'll be... Wait. Scott, this is serious. There are several other diamonds like this somewhere in Metropolis. What? Hey, that's right, Kent. We've got to find the Count and those diamonds in a hurry, Inspector, because anyone who comes near them is in danger of losing his life.
1: Deadly, dangerous radioactive diamonds somewhere in Metropolis to peril innocent people. This sounds like a job for Superman. We'll be back in a moment for the startling climax of today's episode. So keep listening.
2: Gang, many's the time you've heard a fellow say, see that guy got bad blood, that's why he's a mean. Or she comes from one of the oldest Boston families, a real blue blood. Well, all this talk sounds as if different people have blood of different colors and quality. As if you could have blue blood or bad blood. So let's get it cleared up once and for all. It's not true. Science tells us that there are no differences in blood because of a person's skin color, the way he worships God, where he lives, or where he comes from. You can prick a fellow's finger and look at his blood, but you won't be able to tell a thing about him from that except perhaps the state of his health. Now, science knows this to be absolutely true, and if you ask your big brothers who are veterans, I bet they'll tell you it's true, too. For many of our fighting men received blood transfusions during the war from patriotic Americans of every race and religion. From rich man and poor man, professors and laborers, your own brother may be alive today because of blood plasma given to him by an Indian or Mexican, Buddhist, Quaker, a Jew or a Catholic. It hasn't made your brother any different, has it? Then why should it make the people who give it to him any different? There are four types, A, B, O, and A, B. Anybody can have any one of these types of blood. Now, type O can be mixed with any of the other types, but the rest can't be mixed with each other, or the patient will die. So you see, gang, the only thing that counts when you're getting a blood transfusion is whether or not the new blood is the same blood type as yours. Don't ever forget that, will you, boys and girls?
1: And now, back to the adventures of Superman. As Clark Kent and Inspector Henderson and Dr. Millerton's laboratory were making their amazing discovery about the radioactive diamond, Jimmy Olsen, cub reporter for the Daily Planet, and Beanie Martin, chief copy boy, had just left the bus and were approaching the Metropolis Hospital.
4: This works out right, Jimmy. I'll have a scoop for page one. Ah, oh, quit dreaming, Jim. You can't scoop Mr. Kent and Miss Lane. Who said I can? Do they know Baldy Critchell, the fence was found unconscious at that millionaire's house, the patents tonight? Well, maybe not, they but... know maybe about it. They couldn't know. Because they weren't at the office tonight when the flash came over the teletype. I know, but... And they weren't at the Patton's house either when we got there. And I wormed it out of a cop that Critchell had been taken to the Metropolis Hospital. Well, you call that a scoop? Just finding out that Baldy Critchell's at the hospital? Of course not. But I'm the only reporter in town who knows where he is. I'm going to try to see him and find out what happened at the Patton's house when they all passed out. That'll be a real scoop, Beanie. Well, yeah, if you find out. But... Hi... What's the matter with him? Hmm? Who? That guy coming across the street. See? Look how he's walking. He must be hurt. Or uh-uh, drunk, maybe. Oh, yeah. Well, we better help him. He might get hit by a car or... No, I ain't got a car. all right. You know who that is? No, do you? Yeah, that's the Count. The guy who smuggled all oh, those diamonds in the Metropolis and almost got me killed by those gangsters when he slipped me the dummy package. Golly, are, are you sure that's everything? I know it is. And that package he's carrying may have the smuggled diamonds in it. Come on, Deanie. Where are you going, Jim? I'm going to grab that guy and call the police. Hurry up. Well, but, golly, if he's a smuggler, well, well, maybe we'd better call the police first. And let him get away? Nothing doing. Come on, Beanie. I'm really going to make page one now.
1: (laughs) Eagerly, Jimmy Olsen and Beanie Martin hurry toward the staggering figure of the man called the Count. Unaware that they are stepping into deadly danger. For the package the Count carries does contain the smuggled diamonds which, as we know, are highly radioactive, a menace to the life of anyone who comes near them. What will happen to Jimmy and Beanie? There's a sharp surprise and a thrill a minute in tomorrow's exciting episode, fellows and girls, so be sure to listen. Tune in same time, same station for Chapter 9 of The Secret of Meteor Island on The Adventures of Superman.
2: Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics Magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time. Watch for the Superman adventure serial soon to be shown at your local movie theater. This program came to you from New York. Stay tuned to your mutual station for Adventure Parade, which follows in just a moment. And right after Adventure Parade, you'll hear Tom X and his Ralston Straight Shooters. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.